Hey y'all, I am back. I have a few words to share. I'm going to try to record as much as I can um, <laughs> before I got to go jump up and do something else, but it feels good to be back. <laughs> so um, if it's your first time here, I want to welcome you to Grace Extended Ministries and Grace Extended the Podcast if you are listening in. Um, my name is Tyrena. You can call me T. So yeah, I'm back. Um God has been moving and doing a lot, so I've just been hustling and bustling, you know, just trying to get things done. I know a lot of us, you know, are in that season, so I just wanted to share a quick word about healing in this time. Um, We are in a time of this healing feels like a revival. It feels like a yeah, just a supernatural revival um, through healing uh, the saints, you know, at this time. So um, I'm going to say a quick prayer. I prayed before, but I'm going to say a quick prayer. Father, I decrease and I, I decrease so that you can increase. I thank you and I bless your name. I pray that every ear um, that listens in to hear, every eye that looks to see, um, that they receive this word, that it, it fall, their hearts are fertile soil uh, to receive this word. Um, I declare and decree your word that it shall not return to you void. Father, I thank you for giving me another opportunity to, to come and just uh, speak, you know, on your behalf. I thank you for everything that you have done in my life. I thank you for building me up to deliver this word. Um, May this word um, just deliver in its fruition. Um, just, I just speak fruit, 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 fruit over this word. And every word, you know, that um, you have spoken through me and every word that will um, come after in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to share um, a little bit. I want to tell you about... Um, what God has been doing, you know, through my grandmother. Um, so I was one of those people that had to separate, you know, from their family, um, so that, you know, God can do some personal work, some, um, some recrafting the clay and, you know, I've been in the potter's house, you know, for, for some time. Um, but recently I got to reconnect, you know, with my family now, specifically with my grandmother. Um, she was one of the people that I had to separate from. Um, but before I separated from her, um, God had me go and lay hands on her, um, because she was going through a lot physically. Um, she was preparing for a surgery, um, and she was just in a, a lot, a lot of pain and she had a lot of trouble walking. So, um, one day I just remember, you know, being at home and, you know, in prayer and I believe God was just giving me a regular word, you know, per usual. And he just like really, uh, quickened my spirit to go and, you know, pray over her. Um, and I noticed, you know, our conversations, um, God had been, um, building her up and encouraging her and just really trying to undo a lot of different things. Um, as far as mindset, um, that he was, you know, speaking to me through her. Um, so he had me building her up and and speaking into her for a while before he had me to go and pray over her. 
So this day comes and I go to pray over her. Um, I was really on a mission. I really didn't want to do it. Um, but I knew it was something that I needed to do. Um, he also, um, allowed me to still feel, you know, a little irritable, um, because it was to a point at, you know, at that time where I really just couldn't be around my family. Um, so I believe God was allowing that feeling to stay as well so that I didn't get comfortable in staying there. So I went and did what I needed to do. It took about an hour and then I left. Um, but I had to go in and just, I was learning a lot about like these Python spirits and these spirits of infirmity and all of that. So I went and I, I had to, I went and undid that, you know, um, well, God went and undid that through me because this is, it's all him, you know, I'm just literally just saying yes and just, you know, being obedient. Um, so I don't take the credit for any of this at all, but, um. I went and did that. Now, there was a season after that happened where I didn't see anything happening. It almost seemed like things were getting worse. Um, she was um, in in rehab for a while. Um, it was to a point where she was um, in a nursing home, you know, just uh, recuperating from that surgery. Um, and we couldn't see her for about three months. So... Like a lot of that was going on, um, a lot of separation, but even in that time, you know, we would FaceTime and, you know, she would, um, just help, uh, helpless. I, I could, when, and she caught, she caught COVID while she was there as well. So I could tell, you know, that she was feeling very helpless, you know, at that time. So, um, I would pray over her and, and you know, things like that. And, and that would um, uplift her spirits. Um, but then, you know, there was another period where, you know, I didn't reach out and, and, you know, things like that. So fast forward to now, we've reconnected. Um, God allowed me to, you know, reconnect with the fam and whatnot. Um, still keeping my distance, you know, of course. Um, and that's for someone else. Um he may reconnect you, but that doesn't mean you go back to how things were. He separated and he undid and did a lot of things and removed a lot of things from you. You go back stronger and you stay in that strength. Um, so that doesn't mean you just go back. Um, these newfound principles that he has um, rooted, you know, in you, um, they need to see that. So I'm um, just being really adamant on staying obedient, you know, to God. So, um, long story short, fast forward, um, I go back and see her after she's back home. Um, at first she was still, you know, feeling that pain and still healing. Um, some time had passed again and then I went back and I'm noticing, um, she's in higher spirits. Um, her, her her the way she was speaking that helplessness started to leave it began to leave and I started noticing you know a big difference um and I was thankful for that um now recently I um, went to go see her the other day and this walker that she takes with her everywhere I'm noticing her she still has it so she's still like scooting around the house on it but I'm noticing she's leaving it to go, like, I, I noticed she had walked in her room, but she, like, let it go and went and walked. And I'm like, 
I'm picking up on that. And I'm like, she's walking with ease. And I was just, I was like, God, she's walking with, <laughs> she's walking without this walker. Like, oh my gosh. So I got to witness, you know, healing over time. So um, the thing about healing is um, sometimes it's instant. Sometimes it's a process. Um, and I truly believe for, um, for some, for some of those, especially when healing is a process, um, because it's in that time that, you know, God may start the healing, but as he is healing you, he has to shift you into a mindset of healed from a mindset of infirmary or, um, what's the word that I just saw? One second. Still have it up? Nope. Um, actually, it's in the scripture. And I'm going to actually read the scriptures invalid. That was the word invalid. And I actually looked up, I was like, why? You know, I'm reading the amplified version, but I, I in this scripture, Actually, let me read the scriptures now. So in this time, you know, for healing, the enemy is trying to get you to stay where you were. Yeah, let me read my notes from there. So um, the word was the word. Actually, God is the word. <laughs> the God was speaking to me a word Um while I was in physical therapy and he was saying that the enemy is trying to, for some of, for a lot of you, the enemy is trying to get you to stay where you are when God wants uh, to move you forward. He is moving you forward. Um, but it's the mindset that's keeping you where you are. The spirit of infirmity has been lifted. For some of you, it's still being lifted again. It can be a process, but some through the spirit of fear are carrying ghost infirmaries, excuse me, infirmities. Those are the things that God already healed you from and the things that got you through that infirmity you need to toss. So um, I'm going to read John 5, 1 through 18. And this is the story about the healing that Jesus performed at Bethesda. Um. So it says um, in verse two, now in Jerusalem, near the sheep gate, there is a pool, which is called in Hebrew, um, Bethesda, having five porticos, alcoves, or colonnades. In these porticos lay a great number of people who were sick, lame, withered, waiting for the stirring of the water. So there is a great group of you out there who have been under the spirit of infirmity um, and for a while waiting for God to stir the water. And the next verse says, for an angel of the Lord went down into the pool at appointed seasons and stirred up the water. The first one to go in after the water was stirred was healed of his disease. So he's saying now um, that there have been seasons that you have missed the healing because you have been um, coming into agreement with the spirit of infirmity in your mind. Um, 
oh, I can't do this because I have a condition. Oh, I can't do this because of that. Oh, I can't do this because there's no one here to help me. That has that thinking and you speaking that out of your mouth. You have for seasons upon seasons upon seasons when the healing opportunities have come, you have missed the boat. You have missed the opportunity to receive healing. Um, and for some who healing is not just sitting there and it's not always just sitting there and, and God healing you. Like, yes, we do have stories about that in the Bible. Um, but there for this type of healing requires a little bit of work. And that little bit of work is what is turning people off to the healing. They don't want to do anything. They just want the healing. They don't want to get up and walk. So this is um, that story. So it says, for an angel of the Lord went down into the pool at appointed seasons and stirred up the water. The first one to go in after the water was stirred, was healed of his disease. There was a certain man there who had been ill for 38 years. So let me actually go back because the Lord is speaking there. The first one to go in after the water was stirred was healed of his disease. God is giving, there is an open door for healing right now. And for some, a lot, most of you, it really just requires, especially this, um, when it comes to physical healing, it's just trusting that God is in you. Greater is he that is in you. Trusting that area of the body. So whether it's an issue where I have pain walking and you're walking with a limp, God is saying walk walk even if the pain is still there walk like it's not there it's literally that simple it's literally that simple moving that area of the body again working that area of the body again we have gotten into a mentality especially you know I had to notice because I have been in physical therapy with my hips and I have been walking around and limping yes because the pain was there yes but to us at a certain point in time, it got to a point where I was limping, but I believe there was some false humility that was creeping in there as well. Um, looking for, um, people to feel sorry for me. Um, just in thought, like, why is it still here? You know, I'm doing the PT and all of that. And, and it's just gone. It's just gone. Like those thoughts keep you crippled keep you in that limp. So it's really just a shifting of the mindset that God is looking for us um, to do in this time for the healing to um, be fulfilled. So next verse. Um, yeah, so there was a certain man there who had been ill for 38 years when Jesus noticed him lying there helpless knowing that he had been in that condition a long time. He said to him, do you want to get well? God is saying for some of you, he's been watching you. He's been watching you for a while. Sit in that mindset. And the seasons of healing have come. The opportunities for healing have come. And people may have even laid hands on you, but you still found yourself not healed. It comes to a point if you want to be healed 
or are you comfortable nursing this infirmity, this spirit of infirmity, nursing that mindset? That's why you keep missing it. And it took Jesus noticing this man to raise the question. God has sent someone in your life who's been speaking into you and you've been dismissing the message. So he said to him, do you want to get well? The invalid answered. And I looked up what invalid meant because I was like, that was just a random word, but this version. So when I looked it up, it says a person who was made weak or disabled by illness or injury. God had also been um, speaking to me about deliverance. About deliverance. Um, this past week, and there were a lot of things that I had to be delivered from. But see, the thing about delivering that I learned was it's not about people laying hands on you <laughs> all the time. We have we can, you can get deliverance right now. You can lay hands on yourself, and it's speaking and professing out of your mouth the truth of the matter. By our, by His stripes we are healed. We come out of agreement of the spirit of infirmity. We denounce any known and unknown contracts or marriages to this spirit. We speak life into ourselves and not death. So it's declaring and decreeing most of that deliverance is believing it and speaking it out loud. And you have to, of course, move in that as well. You need to start acting like this is gone. You're free. And you know, I think of slavery. I'm just being uh, reminded of slavery. Um, after slavery had ended, um, I just, I mean, I wasn't there in slavery. None of us were, of course. But one thing in the movies, when, you know, slave movies, that it would, um, that the writers would depict is like, in certain movies when slavery had ended and then like um, the plantation owners would get word like, oh, um, slavery is over. And then they tell their former slaves, you can go down. You don't work for me anymore. And then you see the slaves looking like, okay, so now what's next? That's where a lot of us are stuck. So what's next? We've been so infirmed for so long. That's all we know. And God is, God is waiting for some of you to ask him, okay, God, I don't know what freedom looks like. I don't know what freedom looks like. God, show me what that is. Some people are afraid to try new things. Because for generations and generations and generations and their families and, um, yeah, just a certain mentality has been, that, again, that spirit of infirmity. It, it can be a mental. It's not just physical. Well, this is just how it is. This is how I am. And my family's like this, so I'm like this. No. Mm -mm. You can change. 
right now. You don't have to have a bad attitude. You don't have to woe is me your way through life. Greater is he that is in you than he who is out there in the world. God is in us. So we have everything that we need. And if you don't know, ask someone. But see, also the thing about this verse is, actually, let me keep going. The next verse, I'm getting ahead of myself. The invalid answered, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am coming to get into it myself, someone else steps down ahead of me. Okay, so I'm hearing that there's someone out there who's afraid to step because they're used to seeing things done first. But God is calling someone out there to pioneer, to spearhead, to step out first, to pave the way for another group of people who are coming behind them, a new generation that will precede them. But they're afraid because this they've never seen done before. This is unpredictable because it's God. But see, that's why as children of God, we walk by faith and not by sight. It's not about what we've seen before. It's about what God is about to bring us into, what he's about to show us. The word also says that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. So don't be scared. Don't be, you shouldn't be afraid of that. The word already speaks about that. This is what we should expect, especially if it's from God. We're not going to be able to predict it. We may not know what's going to happen. See, God is a God of a, on a need to know basis, but everything that you need to know is in the word. If he don't utter it to you in a rhema, you don't need to know right now. And another way that we get stuck is Because we don't know what's going to happen next after God gives us a, an assignment or an order or a task to do. Because we don't know, we won't do it. And then we get stuck. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Do the last thing he told you to do. We disqualify that because we don't know what's going to happen next. But it really is that simple. Just do what he told you to do. Fear and all. Hey, it's a lot of things that I've had to do with fear. And this is this goes into the next verse. Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your pallet and walk. The pallet is the thing that we have been using as a crutch. That could be fear. That could be worry, anxiety. It could literally be physical crutches. Speaking of which, um, one thing that I seen with my grandmother and I actually pointed it out to her. I said, you know, I was just sitting here thanking God because I have been watching you this whole time. I've been in here. Um, when you walk into your room, you let your you let your walker go. And she was like, "Yeah, you know, sometimes I take it with me um, when I'm out and about because I don't I don't want to fall." And I'm like, "I don't think you need it anymore." <laughs> and God is just speaking, tell her that it's me that I'm not gonna let her fall. It's a trust issue. 
And there's something that God wants to speak to you about. So pray to God about that. And I'm just going to pray, you know, over you guys right now who is trusting God um, to catch them should they fall. Or that he's not going, to, in this case, he's not going to let you fall. Yeah, so God, I just, I pray that um, you prepare the hearts of those who are having trouble with trusting you in this time. That you would show them and remind them of how uh, you have been there for them and caught them in the past. Remind them of the times that you have been there for them. That you kept them up. That you've been their rock. Yeah. God is our rock, man. He said, get up, pick up your pallet and walk. See, the thing is, a lot of people, especially with my grandmother, and I'll be honest because she would speak and, and that's for some somebody else as well. She only knew helplessness because there was no one there to speak life into her. I'll be really transparent right now. Um, the helplessness and just the the speaking of just being down and out, you know, so much to the point where um, it was a hard time being around her. Um, and when she would start to get like that, I would leave. But God is calling us back. And God doesn't want us to leave our brethren down and out, you know, in that time. That's just like Job and his friends. You know, God judged his friends for doing that, making it worse. When we're supposed to be speaking life into you know, our our brethren who is going through things. We want to leave when, when the going gets tough and when things get hard and we don't understand and we don't want to deal with it. When God is calling us to actually stay, we are the vessels that he wants to use to orchestrate healing. Had I not went and spoke life into her, you know, all of those conversations that we had, and I believe that God was building her up for that small steps to just receiving the word and just saying yes and accepting the word and then when that you know that prayer you know hit <laughs> when I had to go and pray over her and actually touch that area of her body and 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 command those those um those demons that had been uh just holding on to her to come out then God took her into an isolation. Isn't that what he's doing with most of us? And still had me go in and encourage her and speak life into her, even though we weren't physically there. So pray over those who God is sending. God, I pray over those who you are sending into those um, environments because it is hard. I pray that there are people praying over us to keep us strong. Because when you're around uh, people who carry those spirits, 
those spirits are contagious and they can fall onto you. They can attach themselves to you. So I thank you, Lord, for keeping me in that time. I thank you for keeping those who you have sent into those areas. Um, thank you for keeping them covered and protected. I thank you for delivering those um, who were subjected to those spirits. And I thank you for those who you are delivering in this time. I thank you, Lord, that I was able to see full deliverance. And I'm just, I'm still seeing it. You know, every time I see my grandmother, I'm so thankful for that. God, I just thank you. That gives me more hope. So if you send me there again, I'm, I'm more confident to go. I'm not saying yes and uh, I don't want to do this. I thank you, Lord, for building me up in that way. The rest of the verse says, immediately the man was healed and recovered his strength and picked up his pallet and walked. You know, I've been in PT for like maybe two months now and I'm noticing and I put out a word before. Um, if you keep sitting, <laughs> you're going to stay in that infirmary. But if you continue to get up and walk in spite of how it feels, again, that pain, it hurt. But I noticed when I would walk, when I would get up and move, I would feel better. The Deliverance one-on-one that I was listening to, he said the enemy's come to steal kill and destroy this this minister said and i'm gonna actually put that in the description because that word was just too good it was too good <laughs> how he was breaking that down he was explaining that um and i want i don't want to get too much into it but um that spirits were fallen um angels they had bodies at one point but they inflict us and they attack us because we have vessels we have bodies the things that they desire they still have that desire to do things um they still want to have sex, but they can't. So it's called lust. They lust and they afflict us with it because we have a body to do those things. They, they can't eat. These are spirits, not bodies. So that desire is still there to want to eat. So how does that manifest in us when these spirits attack us with it? It's gluttony. Same things. So um, really understanding and studying what the problem is. God wants us to, to really lean in and get closer to him and ask him, God, what is this? I noticed that I was irritated here or um, uh, for me, let's, let's keep it with healing. Um, that, I, you know, I'm sitting in my bed and, and doing my work and I'm sitting for long periods of time and it's just really inflicting this, <laughs> this pain is really the pain is more intense here. And I had a, like a revelation when I was in physical therapy this morning. I need to stop doing my work in my bed. It's not good for my body. And then I brought it to my uh, doctor's attention when she came back in the room. She said, yeah, that's not good for your body. <laughs> like the bed is comfortable, but it's not sturdy enough to hold you, especially not in that position. So just, it's crazy just by, you know, me laying in the bed, how it opened the door for that. 
Yeah. So that's me having to get back to my desk. Um, I'm at my daughter's desk right now because I have a TV on mine. But anyway, um, yeah, healing, healing, healing. So, um, yeah, the question is, actually, let me read what God, the specific word that God said out of this scripture. There's a great number of you who were sick in some way, whether it be physically or spiritually, and you had to wait for the stirring of the water for some time, for so long that you have been helpless in the spirit to where you don't even realize that the water has been stirred. The question is now, the water is stirred right now. This door, this door that's open for, and it's time sensitive, do you want to get well? We are in an Ephesians 3, 20 time. And that scripture says now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is working in us. Are you going to tap into the power? You just got to do it. You just got to do it. And once you do it again, this last verse I cannot speak today. Verse, this last verse says immediately the man was healed and recovered his strength and picked up his pallet and walked. So for some of you who God is saying to go and pray over that person, go pray over that person. Because it wasn't until Jesus noticed that man, he had the inclination in his heart to go and speak into that man. Some people can't get healed because, again, they've been around infirmity for so long. They've been in that environment and there's been no one that's been willing to stay or been willing to speak life into that person. God is calling you to go and speak into that person and for that person who is waiting on that. It's coming, it's gone, and it's coming, it's gone, and you keep missing the season. It's back around again. This is a time-sensitive thing. Someone, I am speaking life into you right now. Pick up your mat and carry it. Your hip may be hurting like mine. Are you going to get up and move? It has healed so much. I've gotten stronger and I lost some weight. <laughs> so what are you going to do? God is saying the infirmity is gone. If people are coming up to you, why don't you just do this? Telling you, why don't you just do the same thing? And you keep using that same excuse. Hello? Get, are you going to get up and do it? That's what God is saying. Are you going to do it? Are you going to miss the boat again? That's the word. Y'all be blessed.